our reading for today is 1 Corinthians chapter 9. In this chapter, Paul continues to defend his apostleship and his ministry to the Corinthians. And it appears that perhaps others had, had at some point gone to Corinth and had, uh, had put doubts in their minds about Paul and uh, the legitimate legitimacy of his ministry. And so in defending his ministry, um, Paul addresses several different pertinent issues and let's consider some of them. And the first one, uh, we have to talk about it because uh, Paul talked about it, and that is paying preachers. <laughs> might sound self-serving because I'm a preacher. But um, the chapter begins uh, with Paul defending himself against some of the more uh, false accusations that had apparently been leveled against him at, at some point in Corinth. The accusation apparently was that Paul was preaching simply for the money to build the people out of money and to benefit financially from the ministry. And thus they were attempting to discredit his ministry in their eyes. So how was Paul to respond to such an accusation? Well, he responds to this accusation in two ways. First, he lays out for them the absolute legitimacy of paying preachers and pastors for their spiritual services. That's ver he does that in verses 3 through the first part of verse 12. And in verse 9, Paul says this right was laid out even in the Old Testament uh, law. In Deuteronomy 25, 4, we read, You shall not muzzle an ox when it treads out the grain. So the ox works in the grain and is rewarded and, comp and is compensated by being given some of the grain. Elsewhere, 1 Timothy 5, 18, Paul quotes again, that Old Testament passage along with Jesus words in Matthew 10 10 where Jesus said the laborer deserves his wages for these scriptural reasons Paul concludes in verse 14 uh, saying in the same way the Lord commanded that those who proclaim the gospel should get their living by the gospel and he asks in verse 11 uh, if we have sown spiritual things among you is it too much that we reap material things from you so paul begins his defense first by making it clear that god in scripture gives ministers of the gospel the right to make their living by preaching the gospel so that they have more time in their lives to give to the preaching of the gospel but it gives a second defense saying that in their case in order to prove that he was not serving there for the love of money he would give up his right to receive compensation and work and from them and work for free he says that in the second part of verse 12 through verse 18 he makes it clear to them that while he has the god-given right to be compensated for his gospel ministry and preaching to them he would preach the gospel free of charge verse 18 so as not to make full use of my right in the gospel it was his right to receive compensation from them but he would not abide the accusation that he did all that that he did for the money Thus to them he would preach for free and make his living through tent making. But secondly, um, let's, let's think about removing stumbling blocks, which is an issue uh, in, um, in this chapter. Paul concludes that discussion about rights and compensation. He, dis he, he concludes that in verses 19 to 23, emphasizing his passion to see people won to Christ. He wouldn't let money or anything else stand in the way as a stumbling block either to him preaching the gospel or to people hearing the gospel without unnecessary distraction. So he declares he is ready to give up a lot of rights he has in order to be an effective witness to any audience. In Paul's own language in verse 22, I have become all things to all people that by all means I might save some. 
I'm not, I, I don't think he's saying there that he would do anything ungodly or immoral in order to fit in with a certain crowd in order to share the gospel with them. But within moral reasons uh, and moral boundaries, he was willing to give up his own preferences uh, and desires so that someone else might receive the blessing of Jesus Christ, verse 23. We could learn a lot from that mindset of Paul. Too many Christians have an idea of what they want their church to look like, be like, or offer to them. Many times we're most comfortable in the church when, for the most part, everyone else is just like us. Jesus hung out with and ministered to the outcasts of society, and many were uncomfortable with it. Paul is here saying, give up your own right so that that person who may not be just like you or may not uh, make you feel totally comfortable might hear the gospel of Jesus Christ and be saved. Thirdly and finally, let's talk about running the race. At the end of the chapter, Paul sets forth an apt metaphor for the Christian life, a race. Um, in verse 24 and 27, through 27, Paul says that we're to live our Christian lives to the fullest for Christ as if we are racing and, des and desire to win the prize. Too often we live as if we've already finished the race and we're just waiting on the prize. Either we die or Jesus comes back, whichever happens first. We act like the race is to get to the altar during the invitation of the church service and the rest is just waiting on the prize. That would be totally foreign to Paul. The race, according to Paul here, is that the entire Christian life won't be finished until we see Jesus face to face. To keep us running, Paul reminds us that the reward we will receive for this race is so far superior to any earthly prize we would, we, we would win for any earthly race. The prize is eternal and imperishable while the race is temporary. So let's go. And that's, that's a couple of thoughts from 1 Corinthians chapter 9.